0: Welcome to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. Each week on Monday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. West Coast Time, we're bringing you the Sharon Kleiner Hour titled the power of water a lot of people have been asking us why did she call this the power of water and what is she thinking and and this is exciting it's a new idea to be thinking about water as simple as it may sound it's not simple at all it's complex Uh, we've been taking it way too much for granted during the show we each week you're going to learn about a new definition that you've been living with all of your lives, called dehydration of the body, dehydration of earth, drought, dehydration. Please remember that word, dehydration. The moment you were born, you left your mother's womb, the pocket of water, and entered in the air you breathe, that moment on, no two fingerprints alike, no two eyes alike, you began to dehydrate. Of course, common sense. You begin to dehydrate. You're no longer living in that pocket of water. The moment you begin to live in the, uh, in the air you breathe, the, uh, the effect and the influence and everything you do with your choices of life began to be a dehydrator to you. Each week you're going to learn more about your 50 trillion cells that you're walking around in, how important those cells are coming from the outside of the body coming through the human skin organ, and what affects you every day. The education you will receive is going to be very exciting. The choices that you can learn to make are going to be very important to you personally, and that's what we're trying to improve in your life. When Time Magazine said, the person of the year is you, I agreed. The superpower of the year is you. We're here each week to give you more education, more availability to learning, I hope that you will call us in at internationally, and this is World Talk Radio, internationally at 001-858-268-3068, here in the United States of America, it is 866-613-1612. Please call in during the show, don't wait until the end of the show, it's very difficult to take calls at the end of the show. Today we have a very exciting special guest, Dr. Vigila Tor, who's a naturopathic path, physician, and he will be our special guest. At this moment, we'll take, we'll take a moment for our sponsor, and we will be right back.
2: To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. Dr. Vigilator,
0: Vigilator, are you with us?
2: Uh,
3: Yes, Sharon. How are you this morning? Well,
0: I I am fine, and how are you this morning?
3: Okay, thank you so much for having me on your show today. Well,
0: thank you. I wanted to tell our listeners, I have been so excited to have this special guest today. Uh, Dr. Vigilator is um, a naturopathic, a board of directors certified naturopathic physician, and I am excited about what you're going to be teaching us today because this is a teaching show. Uh, First, before we start, Could you tell us uh, and explain to our listeners so they will understand what a naturopathic physician specialty is?
3: Uh, Yes, I'd be happy to. Uh, Naturopathic doctors deal primarily with uh, holistic medicine treating the entire person. Uh, The main thing is to uh, remember that when a person experiences dis-ease, uh, it means that the body is telling them something. It means that there's a sign and a symptom. And in conventional Western medicine, we very often just treat the symptoms and we don't look at the cause.
0: Can I interrupt you for just a second because I know the word dis-ease. Does that mean feeling uncomfortable?
3: What that means is that the body is giving you a a message that something is not right, that the body is out of, out of. of balance. Essentially, it means the body is out of balance, and the symptom is the body's way of telling you that it is out of balance in some way or another. Now, that's an exciting
0: one again, and excuse me for doing this, because our listeners don't always understand the message of awareness that is given to ourselves to try to, to detect on our own without turning to anyone else. We've got to learn to listen to ourselves. But the other word that you used that I think is so important to our listeners to understand, Doctor, is the word balancing ourselves. Could you explain balancing ourselves?
3: Well, yes, I'd be happy to. There are all different types of balance in our lives. Uh, I often talk about the triangle of health uh, as being so important where you give equal um, attention to proper nutrition, proper exercise, and proper rest. And whenever we're out of balance where we're not getting, uh, not spending enough attention, giving enough attention to any of those three things, that's when we get out of balance. We could be out of balance physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, and essentially when that happens, the body will send us a message, and usually that's where disease occurs or lack of ease occurs.
0: That the body... description called anxiety. People get a little more anxiety because they're not feeling too comfortable and yet they're trying to blame it on something other than that maybe they should become aware of what they're doing wrong uh, to keep this balancing, the nutrition, the rest, and the exercise all in a balance also and not overdo um, because what is happening, as you know better than I, Uh, with your uh, specialty practice is that people are not wanting to take the time to give themselves the moment to think about how to balance themselves and how to take responsibility for that. They're blaming people. They're blaming the weather. They're blaming everything. Um, As we go on today with this education, uh, explain to me and the listeners also, the naturopathic physician how far back does that go professionally?
3: I would say it probably goes back to Hippocrates. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because the original the physicians hand. were naturopathic physicians by definition, because a naturopathic physician treats using vitamins, minerals, food, herbs, and exercise. Uh, we do not deal with prescription drugs or surgery. Obviously, there are times when you do need prescription drugs and or surgery and obviously when those conditions occur uh you're referred accordingly but uh in the very beginning obviously we didn't have sophisticated uh synthetic medications so we used the things that we had at hand being water uh air uh heat light and food and so the original physicians were naturopathic physicians Uh, Obviously, the advantage of that is these are all things that the body was meant to encounter. A lot of things created in a lab were never meant to be introduced to the body, and that's when um, problems occur, is when something is taken into the body that uh, it was never meant to deal with. And when the body doesn't recognize or know how to deal with a chemical component, uh, disease or uh, an undesirable reaction may often occur.
0: Uh Now, did you find here in the United States how long did it take for the United States to get involved with recognizing uh, the practice of naturopathic physicians?
3: Well, obviously, it's still uh, a work in progress. There. Uh, we do have national board certification, which uh, I am part of. However, licensure in uh, in all fifty states has not occurred yet. So we're uh, it's still a work in progress, obviously. Uh, Traditional uh, physicians would rather uh, ignore us or hope that we go away uh, because it does infringe upon their philosophies, but uh, I don't don't think that's going to occur.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, we've noticed that uh, the naturopathic physician is becoming recognized with many doctors. In fact, uh, I know many physicians in the medical practice of uh, uh, surgeons and, and different specialties that uh, really, really have been sending many patients to the naturopath also. In fact, I've noticed, uh, and I want the listeners to understand that, too, uh, that in the medical field there has become such a a respect of recognizing the naturopath to include that in a therapeutic or uh, a symptom uh, alternative, shall we say, to also uh, be part of hopefully making the patient better and the individual more confident in, in taking some responsibility. Have you noticed that maybe that possibly that people are getting to where uh, they're taking more responsibility by going to the nature path?
3: Well, of course, there are two, there are two approaches as far as uh, a person dealing with their health. The one approach is I'll go to my family physician once a year, and I'll hope that he doesn't find anything. Uh That's approach number one. Approach number two is to say, I want to be an active participant. Uh I want to, uh, on a daily basis, take care of my own health through information and through active participation so that when I do see my family physician, I'm confident that I've reduced the risk of many of the illnesses that would be uh, associated with the person at that particular uh, age group that they would be part of. Uh-huh. So a lot of it is uh, do we want to be passive uh, victims or do we want to be active participants? I always tell people uh, you don't want to be that, that leaf uh, flowing downstream where the water takes you wherever it takes you. You want to be an active part- participant in your life and make sure that you're doing the types of things to minimize the chances of illness uh, coming on.
0: I might remind the listeners. That's why I have the show, Doctor. It, to me, I believe so strongly that we as individuals to take a responsibility of wanting to learn as much as we can learn. In the country, in America, we all believe in the freedom of, of differences and, and, and education and voicing opinions. I want this show each week and thank you for being here with us to do this today, is people to learn, to take responsibility, wanting to learn. Um, Over over the weekend, the national news had a woman who was 102 years old who shot a hole, golfing shot a hole in one. (laughs) She didn't look anywhere near 102. She was fabulous. Now, why can't we all learn to become feel better about ourselves, find that balance you just talked about, and learn to bring our own phys- the, the medical field with the doctors that we see with those examinations that we go through with, with, and see them, but also include the naturopathic uh, physician to learn more about the nature of the, the nature of if you follow me of uh, of nutrition, rest, and exercise. Oh, of um, Tell us, you believe, um, now, and let's start out with nutrition. For I want to start on them one, because I want the listeners to get grab as much as you can teach them today. Um, I was so excited about you coming on. On nutrition, what do you believe is the most important thing an individual should do when they get out of bed in the morning and begin that very busy scheduled day?
3: Well, of course, the, uh, the most important issue would be the vitamins, minerals, and minerals that are taken in and are are required every day um, it, it's always comical when someone says well I eat I eat a balanced diet so I don't need vitamins what a lot of people don't realize is that uh, most produce most fruits and vegetables start to lose their vitamin content uh, within three days after they're picked so if an orange uh, is picked in, Cal- in California or Florida And then it, you know, it's put on a truck and it comes up to New York and then it's on the shelf in the supermarket and then you finally buy it, you take it home and you put it in your fruit bowl and then a few days after you eat that, the vitamin content has dropped significantly. Now obviously the healthiest foods to eat would be uh, fruits and vegetables, but unless we're growing them in our backyard and we pick them and eat them that day, it's very hard to know exactly what the nutritional content is uh, within those. Uh, within the produce, and that's why virtually everyone does need um, a vitamin mineral uh, supplement uh, to start the day. Now, their when they day. go
0: doctor to let's say they're going to health food stores to purchase their supplements, how do they know how to have confidence in what which supplements to pick?
3: Okay, that's a very good question. Um, what's interesting is that every body is different. You have a hundred pound female and you have a 250 pound male, and obviously their nutritional requirements are not the same based on that alone. However, what what I do with my patients is we do a 60 question vitamin vitamin and mineral profile with different questions such as uh, nearness to a city, work habits, sleep habits, eating habits, uh, medical history, family history, uh, food history, the types of foods that they take in on a regular basis, and various ailments that have come across um, as far as skin, hair, nails, teeth, things like that. So what we generally do is a 60-question profile, and then we have uh, a copy of the most recent blood work faxed to us if it's deemed necessary from their So you do, uh,
0: when you're examining, or people, have been individuals who come in to, uh, to meet with you on any particular symptoms or better health future, education, uh, you ha- have availability with their with their permission and the doctor with all their tests and the previous tests.
3: Yes, it's always easiest to, uh, to come in with your most recent blood work.
0: Wonderful. That's uh, good for the listener to know.
3: Because uh, the blood work profile will usually give some indication as to how the body is responding mm-hmm. to the stimulus that you're presenting it with, being uh, your food intake, your exercise, or your rest. So we usually do a 60-question a profile, and then um, in conjunction with the blood work, if necessary, we then uh, have a printout that is a customized vitamin-mineral profile for that individual, so that there's no guesswork involved. Uh, you know, we go through all the essential nutrients, uh, all the B vitamins individually, the C, the E, and so on and so forth, and we'll give the person their optimal level of that vitamin for that person at this point in time Uh now with a lot of the pro athletes that formula will then be sent to a lab and the the pro athlete will then get their specific vitamins but for most people what I do is I say take this formula, take this printout bring it to a quality health food store and and tell them I would like your vitamin uh, your, your daily vitamin that comes closest to this formula And then, obviously, your food intake will fill in the cracks. Now, I want to ask
0: you there for our listeners to understand, too. You just said that daily, the formula. Now, when you go to a health food store today, there's an individual in there that is not always as educated, of course, as you are. And the your patient individual takes their list to the store, and there's so many different companies making the formula. How do they recognize that that formula that they're purchasing, just because it's whatever price it may be, the cheapest one or in between the price or very expensive, how do they learn today the formula that it is what you're wanting them to purchase?
3: Well, of course, we have to remember that the Food and Drug Administration still does not regulate vitamins and minerals. I know that. So when you do see a formula on a bottle, uh, you have to assume that that is accurate. What I tell people is go with a uh, company that's been around there we go. Been you know, around a for long a while. Time. Go with a brand name company. Don't look for the, uh, the cheapest mm-hmm. formula out there. Go with something that's been around for a while, uh, something that's easily recognizable. And uh, like I said, you, you want to find the formula that comes closest to your profile. It will not be exact. Uh, the particular uh, store that I go to has six or seven uh, megavitamin formulas and most people come close to one of those six or seven uh, options and then like i said the the food would flow in the cracks obviously for women you'll never get enough calcium in your multivitamin you would have to take that uh... as an extra supplement uh... people will not get enough vitamin c or e
0: now we're going to go to our commercial here in a minute and we'll be right back and we'll continue on with this but i want to learn something you just said there uh, about women and the calcium and how much. That is another th- uh, pr- uh, problem. If people are not as educated as you are about how much calcium should I be taking and should I, how could I overdo it or am I underdoing and the choice of that.
3: Yes, um, that's extremely doctors
0: will important. will be right back. Uh, I'm sure our listeners are really enjoying this, and I want our listeners to be thinking, don't wait until the end of the show. Uh, call internationally. Here in the United States of America Call 866-613-1612 And we'll take a moment to hear from our sponsor
4: We'll be right back
2: To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068.
0: appreciate you spending time with us today, Dr. Vigilator. I know how busy you are. As we uh, took a moment uh, for our sponsor, we, you and I were talking with our listeners about uh, w- women and uh, needing more calcium. Could you explain to our female listeners there uh, what, how young should they start taking calcium?
3: I would say around age 30. Uh, most people hit their physical peak around between ages 28 and 32, uh, at that point, uh, we have to be much more conscientious as far as our health. You can get away with a lot of things in your 20s because your body is improving almost in spite of uh, what you're doing. But then when you hit the age of 28 to 32, you have to say, okay, I got my free ride up to this point. Now I have to be serious about my health. So at around the age 30, a woman should start taking calcium. Um, The proper dose would be, and again, it depends on the individual, the proper dose would be between 1,200 and 1,500 milligrams a day for most women, again, depending on their size. Uh, The other important issues are that the calcium supplement should have magnesium in it as well to to aid in absorption and vitamin D. Now, the magnesium should be half the amount of the calcium. So if you're t- taking 1,200 milligrams of calcium, it should have 600 milligrams of magnesium in okay. it. Okay,
0: 600. If
3: take, yes, if you're taking 1,500 milligrams of calcium, it should have 750 milligrams of magnesium.
0: Okay, and then what about vitamin C?
3: The vitamin D uh, would be 400 IUs, and that would be uh, universal.
0: So when they're going in... To purchase the calcium, it should have magnesium and it should have a vitamin D.
3: Yes, and the magnesium should be half the dosage of the calcium. Now,
0: let's explain something there for education uh, purposes. Uh, First of all, real quickly, uh, uh, describe why do they need calcium?
3: Well, once we pass that age, that magical age of 30, our bone density starts to diminish. And if you look at an X-ray of someone at, say, age 25, and you're looking at a long bone like a femur, which is the upper bone of the leg, you'll see a fairly uniform density of, of calcium throughout the bone. Uh, each decade beyond that, we start to thin out from the inside out, so we become more and more like an eggshell, if you will. On an older female, a long bone will have a very white, uh, edge around the bone, but the, in, the inner portion will be just darkened out. So the bone loss is happening from the inside out. And what happens is we look the same, but we become very fragile and very so we've much. actually, it.
0: It, we're having this um, uh, the skin is sheltering. We don't see what is going on internally, and the bone density we don't notice at all. Uh, is there any symptom there? That might start out uh, at one point to give you any symptom of alert button that you that you should have you may have forgotten to take your calcium uh, along the way and when you should start.
3: Well, of course, what happens is when you're when a person's in their 20s and they fall uh, for whatever reason, they just get up and they walk away. Uh, once we get past the age of say 60 and we fall, there's always that risk. That's
0: why that hip problem
3: of a fractured hip okay. also as we get older we get something uh, called compression fractures in the spine okay. where the vertebrae cannot handle the normal wear and tear of the day and the, the vertebrae will actually compress and fracture slightly Okay. Uh, now
0: on the with calcium you mentioned the magnesium and the vitamin D why would do we have to have magnesium with the calcium to make it more effective for us
3: what happens is uh, those two components help in the absorption of the calcium.
0: Absorption—that's what I was after.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Yes. What happens uh, very often is if we if we take the calcium, but we don't have enough absorption, we simply uh, pass it on through. Yeah. Uh And of course, the other problem would be if we're overdosing on the calcium, we could end up with with kidney stones.
0: That's what I was that- want to ask you also. Yeah.
3: And that's why uh, usually for most women, the upper limit would be 1,500 milligrams a day. Okay. The other issue that's very important is weight-bearing activity. If we're bedridden, we can take the proper dosage of calcium, but it will not be uh, absorbed properly if we are not doing weight-bearing activities. Okay. And by that I mean you have to be on your feet and, and active. Your
0: body has to be moving. The circulation has to be moving.
3: Yes, and you also have to have compressive force on the body to uh, maintain the strength of the bones. So that uh, the most obvious example would be walking, uh, using an elliptical trainer at a gym. The things that would not classify as a weight-bearing activity would be bicycling and would be swimming. Bicycling, obviously, because the legs are not weight-bearing. The spine is, but the legs are not. And obviously when we're swimming, we're suspended in the water and and gravity is not a factor. So everyone in a perfect world would spend 20 to 30 minutes walking every day, uh, not only for all the other benefits, Uh such as mood elevation and cardiovascular stimulation, but also to maintain bone density. So there are two pieces to the puzzle. It's the nutritional intake. And then it's the weight-bearing activity as well. Now,
0: now we're to a favorite subject of mine, and I believe it's yours, the power of the water. Let's talk about how important it is to drink water during the day, and then also when you're taking a supplement, how important it is, or a medication of any kind, to digest that supplement or medication, how vital it is to drink the water. Uh, you know, with your background, tell us about what you believe, how important water is.
3: Well, uh, there obviously is nothing more important than water. Uh, without it, we cannot exist. We can live for a few days without food, but if we're going without water, uh, we're not going to last very long. Um, the, one, the first thing I want to talk about is the, uh, I'll do this a little bit backwards, I'll talk about okay. the ideal dose of water. That's okay. Uh, a lot of people... Wonderful they have these misconceptions about how much water they should be drinking.
0: Uh-huh.
3: And, and again, we can't tell a 100-pound female and a 250-pound male, well, just drink eight glasses of water a day because it's, an, it's a generic dose. It's not an accurate or specific dose for that individual. And there is an actual formula uh, to tell a person exactly how much water they should be drinking. Oh,
0: there's a formula.
3: Yes, and it's very simple. It's half your weight in ounces of water per day i'll repeat that once again it's half your weight in ounces of water per day for example if a female weighs a hundred pounds they should be drinking fifty five zero ounces of water per day if a man weighs two hundred pounds he should be drinking one hundred ounces of water per day
0: and how many glasses would you say let's say you have a size glass about one glass of water let's say a nice a glass of water holds how much
3: well it could be eight to twelve ounces I would say twelve but what I tell people is to get a a water bottle okay you know, from a uh, you know get a water bottle that's it does come in 24 ounces and you can round that up to bottle? 25 and that 25 ounce bottle will come in very handy because if you have that with each meal you've had 75 ounces of water so that would compute into the 150-pound person. (laughs) Now, obviously, if you weigh 100 pounds, you would just need two of those. (laughs) Uh, But I generally tell people, get a a 24-ounce water bottle, round it up to 25, and use that as your barometer because if you're having uh, that with each main meal of the day, you've taken in 75 ounces, and then you
0: can... Now, that is exciting knowledge, and uh, we want to... I want to post that on the web after the show is over that formula yes um, now there's a frightening thing going on has been for a long time about be worried about the water you're drinking from your tap and our water the beverage businesses the water businesses out there have provided cases of water to buy very inexpensively for people to buy and carry a bottle of water. And people are more, today I've noticed, more people are doing that. They're buying those cases. Even if they have safe tap water, they're buying them and carrying them with them. Um, when we begin to drink the water during the day, let's say with our daily routine, I always say to everybody, get out of bed and start then. Uh, what do you believe? Uh, what is your what is your formula?
3: Well, obviously uh, you want to have water with uh, the meals because, The meal is a trigger to remind you it's time to drink the water. But we would, in a perfect world, we would always start the day with, say, that 24, 25-ounce bottle. And what that leads into is why do we need water? And these are just a few of the reasons why we need water. Number one is it improves mental function.
0: Yeah, Thank you.
3: So if a child is going to or a college student is going to school and they're going to – Take a, an exam that day, or they have to take notes that day. What is more important than improve mental function? So, uh, someone going to school obviously should start their day with that. We're
0: just going to work under just the production, just productivity to go to your job and do a good job.
3: Drink water. Right, absolutely. Uh, so it, it does improve mental function. Uh now what about?
0: Th- I'm going to interrupt again. Uh, Let's say today we're work, living with this buzzword, but it's serious. It's serious, called stress, anxiety. Do you think if a person is drinking enough water, they're, uh, they w- can they drink enough water to help relieve the stress or work with the stress and balance out the stress?
3: Well, yes. What, what happens Isn't is that simple? Uh, challenges, I like to call them challenges, I do too, uh, c- will appear every day. And what we have to do is figure out the best way to deal with these challenges. And if we're thinking clearly, we're more likely to come up with the, a positive solution or positive response to these challenges. When we're, when we're not thinking clearly, obviously, we just go into a stressful mode, and um, uh, good things usually do not happen at that point. So obviously... I'll go have you,
0: another glass of water. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it, it, it'll give you time to well, think...
0: Yeah, but well, I was uh, talking with... to a flight attendant, and um, she's been with the airlines for 31 years. And she said, you know, it's something with the flight attendants with their anxieties today because there's so much on them, more than ever in history. They take first aid training, CPR training. They learn how to bolt that plane back together. They learn how to do it all. Now they're having to learn more. And she said the pressure, and they, they to, to remind themselves, she said, too, she's going to start telling her flight attendants to start drinking more water and remind themselves uh, to drink, start up in the morning, drink the water during the day, go to the flight, drink the water, and then they say, well, what if I have to go to the powder room more frequently? You don't if you're absorbing the water. And, uh, but, again, you've, you've, that was that was very important uh, secret there. Um, I wanted to ask you, before we're completing here our time, because um, we've only got five minutes, and I hope we can have you again sometime. Um, there was another important part about uh, rest, uh, where we've stressed supplements, we've been stressing good nutrition, uh, healthy nutrition uh, with foods, and then we've talked about exercise. But I have found that a lot of people who, uh, if they're drinking enough water, and they're trying very hard to balance their lives and, and be a very self-aware of their own, what they need to learn for themselves. And, by the way, that makes them easier to get along with all of us. Get, we get along with each other easier when we learn how to balance. But what about rest today, Dr. Viglator People are not, they're going to bed so tired. What are the secrets to that?
3: Well, of course, uh, very few people in this country get enough rest. Uh, A child, I would say anyone from, say, age 18 down would need about 10 hours of sleep a day. That happens to practically none of them. An An adult still needs about eight hours of sleep a night. Very few people get that. The other issue is that people, you know, they they lie down to go to sleep, and all they're doing is thinking about all the problems of the day. You have to prepare yourself for rest. You have to prepare yourself for sleep. And the best way to do that is about a half hour uh, before you're going to go to bed to uh, make yourself ready. And one of the best ways to do that would be through yoga and or meditation. Um, Rather than uh, having to go out to a a facility that has yoga classes, you can go to any of the major bookstores that sell um, DVDs as well and pick up a yoga and or meditation DVD. Now, what if the
0: person, and there's a lot of people out there, millions all over the world, that don't want to do that, what would be their secret? Be Turn off the TV, uh, give themselves one half hour to almost gear down the system, what would be some of the other secrets? Go have a glass of water, uh, but uh, what, would be, what would they have to, to do to discipline themselves? And I love the word discipline, because it's hard work uh, to gear down and balance well, yourself.
3: Uh, obviously, a relaxing bath, a relaxing shower, okay. uh, some simple stretching exercises, maybe reading something, but it has to be something pleasant. They shouldn't be reading. it
0: can't be negative.
3: Right. It can't be anything work related. Uh, they, the newspaper is probably not a good idea because there's going to be something right. uh, disturbing in the paper. It has to be something uh, that will put them in a proper in a, in a uh, proper frame of mind. And
0: that goes with the children and the family. Uh, the parents should be getting the children geared to if they would, if they just would. One half hour before they go to bed, and I don't care if it's an 18-year-old student in the house, from birth on, getting in a habit through their lives, taking that extra half hour to their own mental freedom of choice and gearing down uh, so that when they go to bed they learn how to discipline themselves to rest because the rest gives them, uh, when they get out of bed and start another new day and begin that secret with that earth, uh, with that moral moment of miracle, of life and embrace that life that day, um, I think the whisper from Earth has been a little secret, but people have to learn uh, just to remember that uh, we're living with Earth. Earth is not living with us, and that rest is so vital. Um, I, I think what's happening today with all of us, we haven't learned that, and I don't know how old you are, but I, I'm in my 60s, and I found when I was a young girl, Dr. Vigilator. My parents did that, and I don't know what it what, what was. The difference is today, we, before we went to bed, um, they did the prayers or they did a song or they did something. They came and gave us a kiss. They sat next to our bed, uh, kind of like the movies, but they did it. And it worked because uh, I was geared into feeling uh, taken care of. I felt like my bed was my special spot. Well, I thank you for being with us today.
3: And well, it's did been a you pleasure. want to add a
0: little extra message to our listeners before we go?
3: Well, uh, this is not an original phrase of mine, but I think it's very useful. Uh, the most important thing I can tell the listeners is you have to be your own best friend. Ah. When, you have, when you have negative thoughts that come into your mind, acknowledge them push, them, push them aside, and replace them with a positive thought. And the main thing to remember is if you think you are going, if you think you are a success, or if you think you are a failure, you are probably right. And let's all uh, make ourselves become successes every day, not only for ourselves, but for those around us.
0: You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of Diane Van Verstenberg. I was just reading uh, an article that she had, and she said just that, be your own best friend. Absolutely. Your life is a miracle. Well, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. Uh, if yes, anybody has pleasure. any questions, to be sure and email me at Sharon Hour. It would be SharonKleineHour at yahoo.com. And thank you for being with us today, Dr. Bigelator. We will now take a moment for our sponsor, and we will be right
1: back. <music>
2: To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. Thank
0: you. Thank you for joining us. We just um, had on today a very special guest. Dr. Lynn Vigilator, a board-certified naturopathic physician, and what did we? Oh, we learned so much together. There's something before we go on to our next guest uh, on our one of our favorite subjects, uh, the power of water, and what we've all been led to through the years to enjoy um, is this global warming issue. And it is a, it's not political. It is a, an issue. It's been going on for a, since the end of the ice age and And we all need to learn more. And I'd like to invite any questions each week that you'd like us to provide with special guests on learning more about the definition description of global warming. Uh, You need to learn how to live on this earth. We all do. I do. And uh, we're here to learn how to do that because global warming is going to continue. The dehydration effects of the earth and the dehydration effects of our lives are happening. The water vapor that's in the air is diminishing with the pollution, and it was going to do it with or without us. Uh, But we all need to learn how to live with it and be better healthy, be health-minded, better disciplined. And with our babies that are born from now on and our children, let's get together on this. Let's learn more how we can educate ourselves for the future generations to come. Because remember, what we're living with today with the symptoms of the earth, they're going to have even more extreme problems and symptoms to learn how to live with this i've said to everyone i believe the outdoors is a serious problem we need to learn it more about it uh, because we need that moisture in the air that's healthy to live and lubricate and thrive and detoxify but also indoor in conditions are forced air heating and cooling insulated windows and walls chemistry in the paint so you've got it going both ways so let's learn together Today we have Art Bernstein here again as a special guest, and I'm excited, Art, to have you there. Art was telling us something I was so excited about, the hidden ocean that was found, and we know the oceans have been there. Before we get to that, could you describe what happened to the, the fresh waters and when they drain down to the lowest point in the ocean, and then we'll go into this exciting new discovery, the hidden ocean that was found?
4: Uh, yeah, there's no boundary in, in this southern ocean, unlike the other oceans. Uh, it just uh, The Atlantic and the Pacific and the Indian Ocean just stop, and the water changes, and everything about it changes, and the, the saline content changes. Um, so unless you study the water and the currents, you would never notice that this, this was a separate ocean. But it's very distinct. Than from the other.
0: Now, when did they discover this?
4: Uh, it was officially recognized and named in the year 2000 by the International Hydrological That recent? Yeah.
0: Amazing.
4: Yeah, I well, thought it was. And,
0: and where is this hidden ocean found?
4: Uh, it's at the bottom of the world. It, it encircles the Antarctic continent, and there's like 700 miles of open water between the southern tip of South America and the most the farthest tip of uh, Antarctica.
0: Now, with the hidden ocean that's there among all the other recognized oceans, what's the influence of that ocean with the ones that, that we've known uh, a great deal about?
4: It's probably the most influential ocean in the world. Ah. Because what happens is that unlike the... Huh. Uh, and the arctic ocean which is much smaller and just sort of sits there in pools the antarctic ocean spins around the arctic continent it's the world's strongest ocean current and it just goes around and around and around and around west to east
0: now arctic and that ocean that been,
4: Art, all the that ocean, ocean
0: always been there they just didn't discover it or did it come did it come about later
4: uh it's always been there
0: always been there
4: yeah uh, the, the water makeup is different, uh, but they think that this drives water, all the other ocean currents, all the What do you
0: mean by water makeup is different?
4: Uh, it's more saline.
0: More saline. Yeah. Uh huh. Salty. Huh. Uh, now, uh, with that new ocean that they discovered, what are some? What are they learning about it? Uh, have you learned anything that they're learning that is very distinctive? Besides, it has more. Salt content, saline content. Let's say, um, have they learned anything that was of benefit for what uh, for ecology?
4: Well, they believe that it's the cause of uh, the El Nino currents.
0: I wondered nose. if that would lead that, huh? Uh,
4: because this round and around and around current, which you don't want to get caught in, by the way. That um, what I didn't hear you. I said, which you don't want to get caught in, by the way. Okay. Uh,
0: now, does this have anything to do with uh, the tsunamis?
4: Uh, those are usually caused by earthquakes. Okay. Okay. So, no, it doesn't.
0: So the, an earthquake is what this causes us tsunami. So this particular ocean is not affecting anything other than just where it's at, or would it affect other parts of the, of the ocean?
4: No, it would drive all the, 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 the southern ocean current, this, this rotates, rotation. A uh, very strong rotation drives all the other ocean currents, uh-huh. and that causes the El Ninos, and it causes all the weather in the world.
0: Well, since you brought up weather, and we have a little extra time, um, I'm going to take advantage of Art's background. Art, d- describe your—you have a degree in anthropology. Yes. You have a master's degree in forestry. You write yes. hiking books, the Bernstein hiking books, and you've, you've done a lot of r- hiking and research. Let's have some fun today, and in one of the favorite topics today is earth warming, right. global warming. Describe that with your background and definition to our audience.
4: Well, when I majored in anthropology, they used to teach us about the Pleistocene, which is the Ice Age. And one thing they taught us was that it's still receding, and that the now, Ice re- Age is an over. an audience
0: of laymen like I am, too. What does that receding mean?
4: It means it's warming up, and it's been warming up for the last 10,000 years.
0: Okay, so at the end of the ice age, it began to warm, because of course it makes us, it's like, a, a, let me help me, you put a gla- an ice cube in a glass, Right. and it, 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 logically the ice cube has to come to a point, it's melting. Exactly. Right, the influence of what's going on around the ice cube. Now we're living with Earth, Earth is not living with us. Earth reached a point of the ice age to start another cycle. When did that begin? Do you?
4: The height of the ice age was about 150,000 years ago. Okay. And about 10,000 years ago, everything started melting. Okay. But there's an ice age every 150 to 200,000 years, and has. Been. And
0: that's the cycle of Earth. Yeah. Yeah. With or without us.
4: Yeah, and and not just during the ice age. I mean, always.
0: Uh, now uh, something to if we can discuss this with your background and if I should touch into a question we can get an answer you can get an answer to that and come back another time but let's say this global warming and the water vapor that's evaporating so quickly touching the surface of the earth like touching our skin could you explain that today to our listeners
4: I'm not following you
0: What is happening with global warming, it means warming effect. And uh, we've been reading a lot about the water vapor is evaporating so quickly. Uh, With the rains coming down in the snow, it's not absorbing the way it used to. It's vaporizing very quickly. Um, Yeah,
4: well, usually uh, there's a lot of moisture stored up in the snow, uh, in the mountains. And then uh, that melts so... uh, since there's less snow in the mountains, the water runs off to the ocean more quickly. and That's why okay. It
0: runs off to the ocean more quickly.
4: Yeah. Okay. Because and the surface to,
0: waters are not absorbing as qu- uh, the way they should. They're running to the ocean quicker, faster, right. over the surface of the
4: earth. Right. Okay. So even though you know, that might create more weather, it's, it's still, uh, still a drying effect.
0: Okay. And when Plus, you say it creates, this is great for our listeners to learn a little bit because they're not understanding the definition of global warming. Um, And there's so much political controversy on both sides, and we have to respect everything that's being said, because it is serious. It is happening. And uh, I was saying to the listeners earlier with Dr. Vigilator, our listeners, the reason this show is how do we learn to live with this earth as an individual, take responsibilities of what is happening to the weather, what is happening to our lives, our children are going to be giving birth to uh, children and children for generations. What are we going to do to take it serious? This is serious. We need yeah. to learn how our kids, our kids, the children and the generations, can learn to live here, and that's part of life. That's l- the most exciting embracing of life every day. Is that value of learning to take care of ourselves.
4: Absolutely. Well, global warming is real, but whether it's man-caused or not is a whole other question, and it may be slightly man-caused. Um, but either way, at this point, it's possible for me as an individual to do things to make sure that my lungs and my skin and my eyes get all the moisture they need. Mm-hmm. um so I don't have to wait for all the governments of the world to get together and change something you probably can't change anyway
0: no, we should take responsibility
4: like, yeah, you know I can be a be a grown up and uh handle it myself
0: now the uh, other factor art that the listeners need to think about that possibly uh, people like Al Gore are so ex- so serious and individuals so serious, and thank yeah. gosh they are. Um, serious, But I've thought that when you're living in a metropolitan area where so many fumes and, and there's so many bodies running around and, and all of the vulnerability to the pollutions and all, that individual, that's a man-made situation because you're living in a more metropolitan, heavily populated, industrialized area. Yep. Uh, where you would be affected more than other people that live cl- out in the suburbs and in the country, uh, those are probably going to be called man-made,
4: right? Yeah, you're also more likely to get stabbed or mugged. and Actually, that's uh, there's some biology behind that, too. It's what they call density dependence, density dependence, death, population right. pressures. It's what? It's what they call density dependence. The, 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 the more the population, the more... Factors are likely to arise it's going to thin out the population. Yeah. When the when the population is very sparse, these density-dependent factors don't occur. Then they're mm-hmm. not significant. But when you crowd everybody together, then people start going nuts and they start attacking well, when each other. Going, and you say uh, anxiety with illnesses, changes. and the birth rate drops, and all yeah. curses, there,
0: is of. Is it an things. anxiety change? It's uh, changing, and those for our listeners that are listening from those metropolitan areas of lifestyle, uh, let's learn. Let's learn how to do this together. Um, the global warming is part of it, uh, and uh, we want to learn more about the power of water. I'm here to impress upon you why I gave my life and my dedication to more better understanding of why you should get up every morning, drink a glass of water, start your day through, and drink uh, half of your body weight, uh, safe water. Get your children drinking water. Get in a habit of drinking water. And uh, our sponsor, uh, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, has said that uh, the eyes are dry, that this is a supplement uh, for uh, moisturizing, misting the eyes because of the global warming and the dry air, let's say, the dryness of the indoor conditions for your contact lenses, your uh, dry eye complaints for burning, itching. What is burning, itching, and allergies? The dry air, not enough moisture. Um, We have conditions behind the computer. We have uh, uh, fumes. Uh, So we're learning more about hydrotherapy. Also, the water therapy uh, and the drinking water. Take your bath. A bath will detoxify you. It will cleanse you. The shower will rinse you. Um, Art. Uh, let's go back into uh, the definition again. I want to try this one more time, uh, with our listeners that the global uh, global warming, it, let's pick out with your knowledge, uh, let's say you're living in Chicago, the city of Chicago, or you're living over in Oregon, in Portland, Oregon. Would there be a difference in global warming effect? between chicago and portland oregon to see portland is over on the ocean i mean on a river and chicago is on a very big, big lake is there going to be a difference for people to think about
4: uh, probably but it's not it's never one to one it averages over fifty years or hundred years so i mean yeah obviously they have very different climates
0: Okay, so we're talking about the differences in climate and, of course, um, the Global
4: warming, uh, I mean, you know. Uh, Ten years ago, we had the heaviest uh, snowfall we've ever had in history. Uh, So that obviously doesn't look like a warming trend.
0: Well, thank you, Art. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Your knowledge is so extensive, and I really do appreciate it. And these subjects are very exciting to all of us because it's what makes our Earth... Uh, we live with this earth, and it's the water that we're made up of, and the earth is, needs uh, the power of the water to be here for eternity, too. Thank you, Art.
4: You're welcome very much.
0: Thank you. Well, today, uh, before we close our show, which is our sixth show, I thank everyone for listening. And uh, some exciting things uh, uh, for our sponsor is uh, joined in to help uh, with the American Idol magazine. And we believe that the American Idol is a sponsor ambassador to the world with the youth. And you notice how they are taking very good care of themselves, and you can see the health. And their uh, attitude is exciting. They're learning to become a better ta- uh, talented. They're extremely under a lot of pressure, but we all hope you're watching the American Idol uh, throughout the world uh, is it a very exciting. But uh, Nature's Tears I missed is also participating in their magazine. Uh, we want you to know that, uh, worldwide, uh, anyone who is listening each week, if you have any questions of us or have a particular spot on the show you'd like to suggest, please give us a call or email me at Sharon Kleinahour, SharonKleinahour at Yahoo.com. Thank you for joining me. We will see you next Monday.
1: World Talk Radio brings the world to you.